Iowa everywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Good morning and welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. It is the 20th of March on your Monday. My name is Chris Williams, joined by Chris Hassel. Matt Van Winkle is producing the program, as always, here from the Channel Seed Studios. We are presented, as always, by Fairway Meat and Grocery. And I'm going to be on my way to Circa here, middle of the week. Hassel, are you jealous? Jeez, you're just a traveling fool. I am. Yeah, I've been just on the got road back from Carolina. Just got back from. Have you ever been to Greensboro? Have you ever covered a tournament there? I, I haven't covered it. I've been. I've been there, but I've never covered a tournament there. It's not a great. It's not a great city, is it? No, God no. By any stretch of the imagination. Well, it's funny. I actually had a. I had this in our talk here today. Um, it's a little Dayton-ish, like where there's just not a lot to do. The weather's not very great, like all that stuff. But those people do care about their basketball, sure, in Greensboro, which it made it a good site. Like the arena's not great, like but it's full. The energy's great. The workers know what they're doing, right? Like it's very well organized. So yeah, it's a it's not a bad tournament site, though. I'll put it that way. There's good food. I had some good, went to some good restaurants down. I like Southern food, that type of deal. So it wasn't bad. I think I've grown up a lot. Like me 10 years ago, I would have absolutely hated Greensboro. I would have thought it was the worst. <laughs> I thought it was the worst place ever, but I actually yeah. kind of liked it. I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you because now, you know, the last five or six years I've been traveling through the South to these small towns, much smaller than Greensboro. And you gotta you gotta find what works for you. And the southern food, that works. I, I'm I, I've I have uh, I have grown to love southern food. In fact, if so I could good. pick any kind of food, I'd pick southern food. Me too, me too. We actually had an we had an experience on would have been Wednesday night where I had found this restaurant like on TripAdvisor is like a southern kitchen thing that I wanted to try. And we went in there, and it was the whole, like, Montana State. It appeared to be, like, their athletic department, or there's, like, 30 people. And they all have Montana State gear on who played Kansas mm-hmm. State in the first round. And they were all in there. And the place was pretty busy. The wait, the bartender could not have been a bigger dick. <laughs> he was a total ass when we walked in there. So I said, screw this. I'm getting out of here. I'm not giving that guy my business. Mm-hmm. And we just i was like okay we're hungry it's been a long day traveling we had availability it was like let's get some food so we found the first place like we could possibly find and i'm not kidding it was a top five meal of my life what just a hole in the wall and there we were the only people in there and it was unbelievable you can't judge a butch by its book by its cover baby let's get after it um yeah so i got back yesterday I did get back in time to see all of the games from yesterday, but we'll we'll backtrack where we have not discussed Iowa State scoring 41 points in an NCAA oh, tournament game yet. It's hard to get out of your mind, Chris. I've I've been suffering nightmares. Oh God, the rim. Matt's got to pull up a picture of the, these guys out there fixing the rim before the game. The thing that was crazy about it, Chris. It, they couldn't make a layup. They couldn't make a free throw. They couldn't make a three-point shot. They couldn't make a thing. And, you know, I it, it was uh, 
one of the worst offensive performances in NCAA tournament history. And and I, I kind of left it. It was like it was very anticlimactic for me after the game. Usually I'm like emotional after an Iowa State game in some sort. You're fired up if they win. You're like pissed off if it's a close game because you're walking through all these plays that could have gone differently or a bad call here or whatever. I was just kind of like, yeah, you score 41 points. You deserve to lose. You shouldn't be in this tournament. And that was kind of how I felt after Iowa State's exit from the NCAA tournament. This was one of the greatest first weekends of the NCAA tournament that I can remember. And there's one game that stands out that just doesn't fit fit the bill, and it was this game. This yeah. was the worst game of the first round, of the first weekend. Of any game we saw this weekend, this was the worst. It was over from the start. Iowa State did make it a a game at halftime, but never got over that hump. And it was just a horrible game to watch. Horrible. I don't even know why we're talking about it. Yeah, it seems like it was forever ago, too. It, does, it really it, does, because we, we we did the show what? Uh, f- when did we do the show? Friday, Friday morning? Friday morning, and the game was Friday afternoon. Oh, my God. Oh. And it was excruciating <sighs> to watch. It was hard to watch on TV. I can't imagine being at the game and watching. I mean, just left a terrible taste in your mouth. Yeah. And then you see and then you see Pittsburgh, of course, the very next game. They they give up what did Iowa State score? They aren't very good. Twenty five points. They they gave up twenty five points the first ten minutes. They they had given up whatever Iowa State scored in the game. Forty one points. Is that what it was? Forty two? Forty one. I was just praying they would get to 40 and not get stuck in the 30s. If they had to fight to get there, too. They had oh, to have they those like got late lay-ins. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they, they just kind of let them get to the hoop. Yeah. But then they, you know, then Pittsburgh just gets torched by Xavier. Torched on that side of the ball. Yeah, Pitt's, Pitt's not very good. That, that was another frustrating part of it. It's like Iowa State's played so many better teams this year and scored. You know, they played mm-hmm. Kansas and scored in the 80s. You win it. It was just awful. It was just awful. We will get to the offseason stuff. Probably not in today's show because I think Iowa and Iowa State both have really interesting offseasons coming mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Um, we'll probably get to that maybe later in the week. Really a historically bad weekend for Iowa teams. Uh, and we're going to throw wrestling into the mix. Uh, so the Hawks were eliminated on Thursday. The Clones were eliminated on Friday. Drake gets eliminated on Friday night. And that Drake game was a heartbreaker. Yeah. They were up eight points with five minutes to go. Yeah, they, they looked like they were in cruise control with about 10 minutes to go in that basketball game. You looked like that Drake was going to be the one team advancing. So then you have the Iowa State women losing on Saturday. I was in shock. I, I had been working... On, on Friday, and I got a text from Mark Freund at Channel 13 that Spencer Lee just lost. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What were the what would the odds have been? I, I would have loved to have seen those. Circle would be the only one that would offer any kind of odds like that, but hear me out here. What I, were the what would the odds have been that Spencer Lee and David Carr would both lose? Seriously. Yeah. I, um, a historically bad weekend for our state. Thank God the Iowa women, they're the only ones still alive. The UNI women lost in the WNIT. The Drake women lost. Now, they played really well in their 12-5. They almost That was also a heartbreaker. They they were neck and neck with Louisville that whole game. And they had a chance in the final minute. And just Louisville's got a great player. And, and what were they? They were just in the... Sweet 16 or Final Four or something like that. They were the team that beat Baylor when Kim Mulkey just lost it on the officials. <laughs> this was They upset Baylor and Brittany Griner that one. It was a huge upset. It was one of the biggest upsets ever. That was Louisville. Whatever. That was like 10 years ago. That's what I remember Louisville basketball for. I, I think, what, what do you think was the worst outcome of the weekend? Obviously, Iowa State scoring 41, but like, 
the Spencer Lee thing just blew my mind. Like I, I, I that was the most improbable one though. Like and then it was just shocking because I thought Carr was probably that guy from Missouri. He had wrestled really tough. They had been really good bouts the first two times. Just the the Spencer Lee thing just blew my mind. He was kind of like in my mind untouchable. Everybody and, and the way he lost too. He got pinned. Yeah. Jeez. And then the react then the reaction from his mom who just crushed her glasses and her hands. Just stunning. I didn't even think it was possible. Like it was a foregone conclusion. Spencer Lee was going to win another national championship and probably pin his way there. Anyways, so the Iowa women, that's that's all she wrote. They they played uh, that was a doozy of a game yesterday. That I thought that they were all going to get in like a fight after that thing. <laughs> that was uh that was a nail biter. Iowa was favored by 13 and a half. And that game was a toss-up throughout. Clark did what she needed to do late in that game. In the third and fourth quarter, she created everything. There was a stretch where, I don't know what it ended up, but she created like 28 consecutive points for Iowa. Like she had a hand in in the the last 28 points, whether it was her scoring herself or assisting on it. But that, that Georgia team is tough. Mm-hmm. tough. I, Reggie Evans' daughter played for them. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah, Reggie oh, Evans. I, I didn't know he had a played, daughter on that team. Okay. Played for Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, there was some there was some good local media coverage of that. Um would have been on Friday when, when they started. Reggie was there in his Georgia gear and brought back some good memories of watching the Reggie Evans Luke Record team and mm-hmm. that team that won the Big Ten Championship that year. And then what was it the next year? They were like top 10 and just kind of like flopped because from what I understand, everybody on the team hated each other, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they got into the top, I want to say top five. They they beat number two Missouri by like 20 points. And that was as, that was as good as it's ever been at Carver-Hawkeye in the student section. I'll, I'll never forget those hawk nests. That, those years of Reggie Evans and Luke Recker, man, they were fired up, but then they just nosedived in the Big Ten or in the Big Ten regular season. Um, but yeah, that that's the one saving grace, I guess, is the Iowa women are advancing, but they're a two seed. They were favored by double digits in both those games. I mean, they, they're, they should, should the, they should get to the Sweet Sixteen. Stanford lost. Did you see that? Too? Yes, La- so I was huge. watching that game late last night and. Boy, they, they got a huge break at all. So yeah, now Iowa is uh, is the favorite to come out of that because that's the goal, right? Final four. That's hey Matt, the big one. I need you to play real quick. Mm-hmm. Can you look up the Kennesaw State fan chant? It's they go. You don't want to go to war with the owls. Okay, so we'll we'll play it for you. So. <laughs> I want to run you through my emotions from Friday. I'm watching Kennesaw State, who ironically Otzelberger beat in his first game ever as Iowa State's head coach in Carver Hawkeye Arena. The only reason I remember that is because one of Prohm's assistants is now an assistant at Kennesaw State. Wait, so why was whole... it at Carver Hawkeye Arena? Oh, did I? Because Hilton Coliseum. Sorry. Okay. All right. You know what I mean. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sitting on Friday right in front of the Kennesaw State fan section. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm having this like, holy shit moment. Otzelberger and the clones win this one today, and you're going to have to beat a 14 seed to get to your second Sweet 16. So, like, 15, 20 minutes before that game, like, I am amped. Like, I am like, yeah, let's go. And I, again, I'm sitting in front of these people who are chanting this song. The entire time. And Chris, I have not been able to get it out of my head ever since. I don't know if this is it, but I'll, I'll play it and you can tell me if this is the yeah. right one. Okay. Yeah, that's it. With the owls, with the owls, you don't want to go to war. God, that's great. I, I love it. I, I, I yeah. didn't sleep. I'm juiced. Saturday night because of that song. 
And now I'm going to I'm going to start singing that when uh, FAU plays in the Sweet 16. What is it? Yes, you don't want to fuck with the owls. <laughs> the owls. It was badass. The These owls. Kennesaw State fans, they had the, the Don't whole you thing fucking down. mess with the owls or we'll kick your fucking ass. Bah, 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 bah. So like yeah, I had this full range of emotions where I thought that okay, clones are going to have to beat a 14 seed. But you were jumping way ahead, weren't you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was already like shit. You're playing this go. thing out, I man, I gotta, uh, you know, I gotta be at Circa next week. How can I get there when Iowa State is inevitably in the Elite Eight? Because that's where this is all going. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the first five minutes of that game hit. But what what reminded me of that is with the Iowa women, like man, because all of a sudden Stanford in Seattle is going to be like a home game for Stanford because mm-hmm. all those elitists. You know, they move up to Seattle where they pinkies are up, how they drink, and, you know, all the elitists out there. That's where all the Stanford people go. That was going to be a brutal game for Iowa. And now, man, this thing's, like, really wide open for them to get to a Final Four with Caitlin Clark and Lisa Bluter. And then it's – the the stage is kind of set for them, right? And yeah. people watch them. Like, I'd love to see the ratings. I'd love to see the ratings. People to, people are tuning ABC. in. I was watching it. And you know what, what helped as well – is that that was on at a time when there was only one other men's game going on. Yep. So I had one TV on the men's game and one TV on the Iowa women. And, I, you know, when it gets, you know, when you go up against, you know, the multiple games, you know, if that game would have been at 6 p.m., I don't know if that many people would have watched it. But if it's in that earlier time slot, it was perfect. And it, the, the Carver Hawkeye was amazing. What the hell is the? I mean, it's so it's, it's not Carver Hawkeye Arena. That's not the problem. Why the atmosphere sucked? Because I've been told that it's the building. Well, it, here's what I will say: a lot of those do, kids came across the river. I did see that. I did cross the river. <laughs> they'll, they'll cross the river for the Iowa women, but they won't for the Iowa men. There's just more excitement for the Iowa women. It's there's a there's a generational player, and. You know, it's just it's kind of a new this new shot. thing. Like, oh That's my a god, great the, shot! Yeah, the women's basketball team. Yes, this is this is our thing. This is what we do. I mean, I don't think there's a better atmosphere in college and women's college basketball right now than in Iowa City. Is there? I would agree. I, I mean, UConn, like they, you know, it's been there, done that. It's kind of like Michigan football. The, the way I would describe UConn, I mean, I'm a guy who watches a lot of the women's game and like, they just expect it. So it's like Tennessee's not what it used to be. Iowa state is a great atmosphere. I mean, Iowa state would be top five, but they're not selling out games mm-hmm. like Iowa is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, Chris. I mean, I haven't seen like, I'm trying to think it like, I wonder what a South Carolina game is like, yes. but I just, I would South Carolina, like, I'm I'm positive is a great atmosphere as well. Yeah, and that I mean it. It also tells you because I wanted to talk about the site thing, but Greenville having those sites, you know, they they strategically put these games at these places where they know that the women's game where they can get a crowd, and clearly South Carolina fans are are filling up those arenas. So that's a that's a good thing. But yeah, I. I agree with you, and like I, I, I couldn't help but just think like, why, why, why don't the men? Now clearly, the men aren't top ten in the country, but even if they were, you just wonder like, would it be like this? I, have, I don't know what the answer is. I, I don't know either. There's just not that that excitement for the men's program as there is right now for the for the women's program, and it's just. You're right, though. Caitlin's such a unique, like, transcendent talent. Like it. Everybody wants to see her before she's gone. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be able to be like, I watched Caitlin Clark. I I get it. And I, that's I, why I, they're putting those really. games on ABC because people tune in for her. And it really pisses off Don Staley. She gets pissed about that. Oh, I saw her ranting and raving about that this week. She's sick of it. Because Aaliyah Boston is is her player and like they've been doing this whole like PR war between Iowa mm-hmm. and South Carolina about the Wooden Award. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Like again, and I, I know I'm biased here. Caitlin's my buddy. Um, I, I, I don't know how you can't give her that award. I just, I, I, you, you have to. I don't understand why you would vote for Aaliyah. I, I, 
I'll say this. If you were to like, hey, let's draft a team. Like, you're going to draft the best team possible. Mm-hmm. There is an argument to be made for Elite sure. Austin. I, like, I could, make, I could make that argument that she should be the number one pick. But, like, Caitlin's doing things for women's college basketball that you got to go back to, in my mind, like Rebecca Lobo-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those Tennessee players. Shamika holds quad, you know, some of the iconic Brittany Griner too. Brittany I mean, Griner, Griner did it. Yeah. It. But where it was just like, okay, let's, I have to find a way to watch this. Yeah. There just haven't been that many players in the women's game who have done that. Mm-hmm. And, and as a Leah Boston one, like she's really good mm-hmm. again. I think she's she, just really she, good at everything, but yeah, maybe the number one pick, but she's not, she doesn't like this jump TV off the girl. screen at you. No, she's not transcendent. She's just the best player on the best team. Yes. Did you see the, the tweet from Steph Copley yesterday about... Um, you sent it to me. Yeah. Uh, it, I thought it was a really interesting argument that I hadn't really considered. She says that one of the things that the women's game does better than the men's is that they put games on campus the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. And it's the you know the top four seeds get that. So I, I I wanted to ask you, what do you think? Is that I, I something think, that the women's game has over the men's game? I think it certainly is a good point in the sense that you're guaranteed a great atmosphere. The reason the women do it is because they don't, in the past, and maybe this will change in the future, but if you're like, hey, we're going to go to Orlando, how many people are going to travel? What's the draw going to be? What's the attendance number going to be? But they look at it and they go, well, if I put these games in Iowa City, if I put these games in Knoxville, Tennessee, I know people are going to turn out. You know, Iowa State is notoriously like the, the they had a play-in game there a couple years ago in front of a great crowd because they just like women's basketball there. Um, I, I would push back on her just a little bit only in this. And this is, this is key. And this is the note that I had, we have to talk about what makes a good NCAA tournament site. And this is really the key. Cause I've been to some that suck. I've been to some that frankly, like Albany seemed like it sucked. Like it didn't seem like a very good, we don't need to be doing NCAA tournaments and spots like that. Orlando is pointless. Why? They don't care down there. You, you right. They don't mm-hmm. care about college basketball in Orlando. You got Mickey mouse. We got, spring training baseball there's a million things going on i was just in greensboro north carolina the atmosphere was awesome for all those games now it's a problem when you're trying to fly because it's impossible to get in and out of that airport trust me i tried um des moines was amazing this week if you watched it on tv you couldn't have seen more praise for des moines so it, I think as long as the NCAA is really strategic about where it's awarding these first and second round sites, it's a really good deal. But I also see her point where the home – and this is the same thing we're talking about, Chris, with the college football playoff expansion, right? Mm-hmm. About not well, doing all these yes, games. Yes, similar. Yeah, it's very not similar. doing all these games in, in neutral sites. I, I, I would I would probably disagree that – that the men would need to make a change. It's kind of an, and I would actually push it towards, well, hopefully the women's game continues to grow where you can do some of these neutral site things and people will actually show up. And I think that, I think that that aspect of basketball is making a ton of strides. I don't think the women's game's ever been more popular in, mm-hmm. in my, in my life. What do you think about it? I'm i I'm a hundred percent with you on that. I, I, I think that it's really good for the women's game perfect for the women's game especially when you get a program like an Iowa that can host first and second round because they will fill that thing up now did you see the the first game I mean did you see the Georgia Florida State game I mean I saw a picture of when that when that thing was in the first quarter and there were you know 300 people in the in the arena and then they started to file in as the game went on but I think the women's game has to do it right now because of what you said, because you can't put this thing in Boise, Idaho and expect people to show up and watch it. You need your good teams, your good programs, your excited fan bases to be out there for these first and second round games. Then when you get to the regionals, then you can go out to more neutral 
sites. I, I personally, I, I would hate it if the men did that, made that switch, which is kind of, I don't know why I feel that way, I guess, other than history. Like you grow up and it's always been these neutral site games with all these, you know, these eight different fan bases located inside this one arena. I, I like that for college mm-hmm. basketball. But for the college football playoff, I do want it to go to campus sites. I am sick of the neutral site games that they like I don't I don't want that and I don't want it to be a neutral site in the NFL either. So but I for some reason the NCAA tournament is just to me for the men is perfect. Just perfect. It's my well, favorite the, event of the entire year. In I any do sport. think we would have considerably fewer upsets. No in doubt. the NCAA tournament. No doubt. If they did that with the men. Yeah. And that's kind of what makes think the first rounds. FDU would have to go to Purdue. Yeah. And play at Mackey Arena. There's no way they're winning that game. No. But when you're in a neutral site and all of a sudden, that, that's another thing I love about this. The crowd. These fans. Get behind the underdogs. I witnessed it firsthand on Friday with Kennesaw State. The whole arena was rooting for Kennesaw State other than Mm -hmm. this pocket of Xavier people. You don't want to go to war with the Owls. (laughs) It's my new team. They're moving to Conference USA, by the way. I might be uh, heading over there for some games. They're just north of Atlanta. They're joining Conference USA? Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Good for Mm -hmm. them. That's one of the uh, the teams that Conference USA poached when because they're losing. You know, FAU, for instance, that's they're gone. They're going to the American next year. God, are they really? I have no yeah. idea this uh, this alignment stuff. Jeez, yeah. So I didn't realize a, a disaster. That, honestly, and this is you know how it goes when you're covering these tournaments. You need all the time you can get. I started doing prep on Kennesaw State in the second half of that game, just in case Iowa State played them in the next round. I had already done prep for Xavier, but I, I had no... Sharif Abdul-Rahim's brother is the head coach there. The old uh, Vancouver Cal- Grizzly? Yeah. Cal player. He was a lottery pick for the Grizzlies. Yeah. yeah. His brother is the head coach. I had no idea. I that had was one of those such moments, a fun... Go ahead. I didn't take the picture because I just didn't want to be a dick. But they, they appeared to be twin boys sitting right behind me, Kennesaw State fans, and this one little boy was absolutely distraught when they lost. Oh, man. To Z- and bawling, just tears everywhere. It was like when they put old Sam Hoiberg up on the TV a couple times when <laughs> when Freddie was coaching. It was one of the – it was just, just heartbreaking to watch them. But, yeah, I, I think we land on the same spot on the tourney sites thing. Um. I yeah, like I, I like these, you know, you 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 start a game at eleven fifteen on a Thursday, and you know, there's like one big section that's totally empty behind a bench. I don't know. I maybe I'm just nostalgic. That's how I I just love everything about it. I I can't even sleep the night before the tournament. I, like I, I couldn't think even sleep Wednesday night. I was so excited. I'd be interested too if a lot of these college towns have the um, infrastructure to host like real, you know, first and second round. My, my point is you would have a lot more people coming in for the men's game, right? Like media, all of those things. Yeah. And I just want, I, I mean, I just, I'm telling you getting out of Greensboro, like all of us were trying to change our flights. All how about, the, oh, how about Mark Freund from WHO TV? <laughs> flying like back 24 to hours. Des he flew through Phoenix to fly back to Des Moines. He flew from one side of the country to the other side of the country to try to get back to the middle of the country. You know what I said when I was calling around trying to fit and I saw that? They're like, oh, it'll only cost you a thousand dollars more, but you gotta fly through Phoenix. Fuck that. <laughs> so we just stayed and I had to I always buy travel insurance when I go to these first rounds because you never know if you're going to lose. So you all, I'd rather just pocket the voucher, you know, like it's through American. I fly to Dallas like five times a year for big 12 stuff. So it's like, we're going to spend that yeah, money. So anyways. you'll use it. Yeah. But we, 
I, I switched airlines and I got lucky. We got Stansbury and I got like the last two seats on this flight to to Atlanta yesterday morning to get the hell out of there. And then I popped back up. Yeah, like Freund, he left in the morning and got home at like two o'clock in the morning the next day. What did he say? He was on the air like 18 hours. I Why left yesterday. Stay another day. Just stay. Just do it. You could have drove. You stayed an extra day. You could have drove the same yeah, same amount of time. <laughs> yeah, it takes like it's like a sixteen actually, hour drive. I had a really good day on Saturday. I went out and yeah, saw. Yeah, you the had town. a great day. You bellied up to the bar. You watched a bunch of games. Yeah, it was fun. And the downtown Greensboro, there's not much to it. Honestly, it is like it is a small ass town. And but they they shut down the streets and they had a big screen TV and they had a St. Patrick's Day like thing and I just kind of bar hopped and watched all the games and I had a really good time until the Iowa State women lost and then it kind of ruined my day and I went home. But no, it was fun and I love seeing these places. This, this is my honestly my favorite part of my job is the NCAA tournament. I think of the areas of the country that I've gotten to see just because of this tournament and it's just great, you know, walking on the river walk. The Dayton, who else could be like, yeah. Spent six days in Dayton, Ohio one time. It's a good chapter in the book right there, you know? And I appreciate mm-hmm. these places now. And I didn't 10 years ago. I used to I used to always make fun of Dayton. Um, but damn it, they love their basketball there. They care. Oh. They care. Oh. And like Des Moines is not like some hotbed as far as tourism goes. But look at the reviews coming out of Des Moines. The people who went there loved it because the people care. It was full. Mm-hmm. Which I... I, I to me, I'm starting to value that a lot more than like, oh, I get to hang out in San Diego for a week. Look at that, a muscleman. Yeah, it's taking his shirt off right in front of. He was like, he was like straddling Travis Hines, wasn't he? Yeah, he literally was. He had his legs in his crotch in Hines's face. Yeah, while he had his shirt off, his nipples were dangling in Hines's face. I thought I saw Hines reach up and squeeze the right one at one point, but. <laughs> Twist it. There's the picture right. from Heinz. Jeez. So the Sweet 16, should we? Real, oh, real quick. I want to encourage everybody. I actually had a, we probably should cover this more. I had somebody reach out to me on Facebook and ask how they can download the Circa app. There, the, I think there's like this notion from some of our maybe older <laughs> listeners. Do I have to go into the Circa? Do I have to go inside to make a bet? No, download the app, you idiot. <laughs> it's just but funny I thought that the... I needed to go to the Circus Sportsbook and shine up in person. Is the Bloom NIL voice comes out for the Circa read today. This is good. That, you, you, the last show, you were like, yeah, one of my friends came up and he was like, do I have to go to the Circus Sportsbook? Do I have to go in person and sign up? Can I have some money to pay? <laughs> No, you like, don't have to go to the casino. No, jackass. <laughs> Take your phone, go to the app store, search Circus Sports Iowa. And I, I tell you what, Hassel, I've been shopping these lines. You get the I don't I haven't seen like real juice on Circa the entire NCAA tournament. They don't rip you off. That's what yeah. I like about betting with Circa. Name another one of these high, you know, high class type of places where you can put your bets in, where you can just walk up to Derek Stevens at the freaking bar. Hey, hey, sir, thanks for not ripping me off. And you shake his hand. That's what I said to him. I said, Derek, I'm a huge fan of yours. I'm a Midwestern guy. Thanks for not ripping me off. I appreciate it. Just, he said, just sitting there at the bar with his cowboy hat on. <laughs> it's the band. Do you guys see this? The bad yes. beat in Gonzaga game last night at Circa. Yeah. Amazing. v uh, put this out because the Vison studios are right there at the sports book. In what was in the circuit. the line was four, right? And TCU hit a last second four and three. a half, I think, right? Four it, and a half. Yeah, it just depends on where you got it. What, what, what was it? It was it like a half court shot. I was. Asleep. I went to I went I to bed seen. right before it because I had. Yeah, I had it was TCU. Kind of, they let the ball kind of roll down to oh half court, God. picked it up, and then kind of shot it quick. So I was Made all it. pissed off. When I realized about a minute to go, this game was over because I was I listened to you, Williams, and I was real high on TCU, and I picked them to go to the I Final did. Four. I did. I had them in the Elite Eight, and I was feeling really good in that first half because they they are they're good good. But God, Drew Timmy, that son of a b he he hooks 
Every time he drives into the paint, he chicken wings around a guy and they don't call it. And so when I saw that TCU couldn't win the game with about a minute to go, I, I went to bed and then I Pissed woke me up to this, this horrible. TCU was my team. Creighton and TCU, they were my, those were my teams. I, I, I was fading ba- the, I was fading the shit out of Baylor. They're something off there. Um, interesting on the Big Twelve thing that the two teams that were kind of like the premier teams both get eliminated. But I'm not surprised. I never thought this Kansas team could win a national championship. I never thought that they could, and they just kept winning during the year. So they're out. Baylor's out. I thought TCU had real quote unquote Cinderella potential. I also thought that the Eddie Lampkin thing, the more thing, the more I've learned about Eddie Lampkin, that that would be an addition by some, and that was, they had a good tournament. They played well. Uh, they just lost to a really good Gonzaga team. I have our circle lines for the uh, sweet 16 here. If you want, okay. uh, our owls from Florida Atlantic, six point underdogs to Tennessee. Hmm. You don't want to go to war with the Owls. Oh, that is sick. That's it? Can we just, can we just we make can that play part the full the thing at the end? That's a little tease. I, that, that was such a weird atmosphere for that game because this is Florida Atlantic, a team... A lot of people have probably never seen before. They're a nine seed, you know, in a place that no one expected them. And the the fans in the arena are treating them like they're Duke because they're playing FDU, the 16 seed. So that whole arena was behind FDU. Anyway, continue with the lines. Michigan State, a two-point favorite over Kansas State in Madison Square hmm. Garden. That's an interesting line. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So a seven seed is a two-point favorite over the three seed there. God, Kansas, um, State. Kansas State is tough. They are. They're really, really good. I love the point guard. I just love him. He's one of my favorite players. Um, UConn is a four-point favorite over Arkansas and Las Vegas. Matt, you want to go watch that game? That's on Thursday, right? Damn, that's oh, going to be fun. I'm getting in that night, so it'll be... Right when I get in, I think is when they're tipping. So maybe I'll meet you there. Okay. No, I'd actually much rather just hang out at the sports book, if I'm being honest. That's going to be uh, a really fun game. We've got UCLA as a two-point favorite over Gonzaga. That game is oh, also in Las Vegas. Wow, that's going to be oh, – well, Vegas has some, some good ones. All right, let's go to Friday in Kansas City. Houston is a seven-point favorite over Miami. No, we we warned you guys about this Miami team, didn't we? Mm-hmm. A late eight last year, and everybody seems to forget. We've got I I I can't prove this. We haven't done this long enough in the NIL era. These older teams where the guys are all making money, I do think that they will peak. Like I think there's a motivational thing to get these guys super fired up to play in December and January. I think Miami is one of those teams. TCU is one of those teams. I just, this is just what my you, own what are you saying? I think a lot of these teams that are high high dollar spenders in NIL, like Miami, uh-huh. it's hard to motivate. I think North Carolina experienced that this year. It's hard to motivate these guys to care about November and December and January yeah. like they do in February Kentucky, and March. We saw it with Kentucky. Yes. I think it's a real thing that we need to keep an eye on when we when we go to the sports book next year. Uh, Xavier is a four-point underdog to Texas in Kansas City. Oh, against your boy. Oh, you were just what is this guy? fired up about that Texas coach. Born on third and thinks he hit a triple. The guy's unbelievable. <laughs> Iowa State has had a million guys transfer out. There's one guy that the fans are really pissed off at, and there's a reason. They're fans. Can we just let fans be fans and not sit here and judge them all the time? The the audacity that Rodney Terry is like, yeah, if that happened in my arena, I'd stop the game and I'd go and get in the fans' face. Bullshit. Ah. You would not do that. You liar. You're a liar. These fans, you wouldn't be getting paid millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Alabama's a seven-point favorite over San Diego State. Mm. 
Bama, I keep betting against them. Not that they're going to lose, but like San Diego State, low tempo, good defense. And then Bama just keeps killing people. And then really interesting, uh, my guy, Greg McDermott, a 10-point favorite over Mm. Princeton. Yeah. Man, what a weird bracket that is. What a weird region. Who's coming out of there? Creighton might end up in the Final Four. That'd be awesome. I would absolutely love that. I mean, it's going to be what? What? It's either Tennessee, Tennessee's. Who's the favorite right now? Either Tennessee or Creighton, I guess, to come out of that region. Tennessee's playing FAU, and then it's it's Creighton, Princeton. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take a flyer know. on FAU to come out of that region. I tell you what, they're really freaking good, man. You nailed that about two months ago on this show when you started to tell us about FAU. Really, really good. All right. Um, I want to get to a couple other things. I want to uh, thank our friends from Channel Seed. Of course, we're in the Channel Seed studios here on Iowa. Seedsmanship at work. I'll be spreading my seed. Um, last road trip here of the year for me. You're going to be spreading your seed from the Des Moines River all the way to the Grand Canyon. Hey, by the way, I got all your way way brackets pulled up oh. from our bracket oh. challenge. Oh. If we I have- to dig into that. This will be oh, great, God. Matt. Give us an update here. All right. You guys are both actually tied as far as points go. As yeah, far as really? Picks. For what? Last? So Hassel has got 36 total points. What do you have as your – you still got your national champion in Hassel. Oh, well, God, I hope so. Yeah, I've got I've, – I've already lost two of my final four Two of your teams. final fours are out. Yeah. Let's switch over to All Williams. Right, where am I at? You I are also at 36 total points. To your, I think your overall rank is in the like the two hundreds. We had about four hundred people submit, so you're right in the middle. You're right in the mm-hmm. middle. I still have my final four, right? No, I had. Purdue. No, you lost Purdue. Yeah, you lost Ouch. Purdue. <laughs> I did have UConn in that in that region, so I'm I'm still mm-hmm. hanging around. I had. Yeah, you're not. Had, you're not too bad there, Williams. Yeah, Houston and Alabama in the championship. Well, what's game. up with the logo that they chose for Houston? I know it's weird. When have you ever seen that logo for Houston? It's just the H. The U.S. Let's see the leaderboard here. Yeah, what the hell is that? Is that, is that a cougar? I could think of a million <laughs> things that I associate with a cougar more than that. But what? Yeah, that's bizarre. What? <laughs> I, I've never seen that logo. Shout out to Grant, who's leading the leading the bracket pool here. All you got to do is go Wait, through. Wait, it's a tie. Grant. Grant, head Matt, over to Whiskey River and Ankeny at about five o'clock tonight, and I'll take I'll give you some cougars. <laughs> Is that my dad? Dot Don? No, 12? no, I saw Don. He's he's somewhere in the middle too. And W M Pacman, forty seven points leading the way. Nice. Wait a second. You said how many? Four hundred are in the pool. Uh, yes, I'll double check the number. And Williams and I are in the two hundreds. Jesus <laughs> Christ! How? What's your bracket doing, Matt? Uh, Let me take a look. I'll yeah, all right. A couple other floor. things while Matt gets that going. I want to talk about this you know, mysterious streaks of, in the sky that were spotted oh, in California Christ. over the weekend. This is a really good one. I saw a bunch of people debating this on Twitter because because you put it out. This is a brilliant question. Who better college basketball job, oh. Iowa or Creighton? I, I think I, Creighton is. Well, hang on, I'm so I, I'm like I'm getting whiplash here. You start bringing up aliens and then you talk about better basketball. We're gonna get to job. the aliens last. Okay, that was a tease for later. <laughs> yeah, we're teasing the aliens. Okay, if you want to stick yes. around for the alien content. Yes, yeah, someone asked me on Twitter. What's the better basketball job right now? Is it Iowa or Creighton? And then they also asked in the same tweet, um, who's been more successful over the last five years? There's no doubt Creighton's been more successful the last five years. They just made their second Sweet 16 in the last three years. The better basketball job? I thought about it. I think it's Creighton hands down. I do too. Creighton's better than Iowa State too, so don't be that Iowa fan who thinks that... here. I'll, let me list out the reasons why. People One, still think that they're a mid-major. They're not a mid-major. They're in the Big East. No, they have an amazing arena. They have crowds. They sell out every just, game. They sell out every game. They have like this young professional group that lives in downtown Des Moines that is there for – it's like a social event. They treat it's it like what? an NBA team. Downtown it's, Omaha? Yeah. 
because that's where the arena is. It's downtown. All these young people live around, and they literally they, they get off their jobs as lawyers, and they go and they drink at Creighton games. It's a totally different deal, like than what you have in Ames or Iowa City, where you've got <laughs> in a- Iowa City, in Iowa City. You get, uh, you want to go to the Iowa game tonight? Uh, is it on um, TV? Is Carver still on the other side of the river? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't want to walk across the river. Nope. <laughs> Two, I think it's a real advantage to not having a football program where yeah, all you've got all these rich donors who are lawyers and doctors and all this stuff, and they, all, everything goes to basketball there. I, I don't think it's even close that Creighton's a better job. I don't either. Some people were arguing that it, that Iowa is I, I think I think the majority of people agreed that Creighton was is the better job. You have other people arguing that Iowa clearly is the better job because it's a Big Ten school. Well, but Iowa's not a basketball school. You know, I was a football school, and right now I always had three great players, all Americans back to back to back the last five years they've had all Americans and they can't, they still can't get great atmospheres. They can't even get a good atmosphere inside Carver Hawkeye arena. Most nights you might be able to pay more because of the football TV money that's coming in. We don't know because Creighton doesn't make that public what they pay Greg McDermott. So, but, how these coaches look at it though, they'll look at it as like, where is this job at in relation to the rest of the league? Because that's my competition. And Creighton is now one of the best jobs in the entire big East. Mm-hmm. They've turned it into that over the and last what's Iowa in the big 10 middle of the road. Like, Definitely I mean, it's not middle. It's not yeah, higher it's not, than middle. It's not one of the worst, but it's certainly not one of the best either. You know, it's middle of the road. It's a, it's a good job. It's a good job. People would, mm-hmm. you know, and a, and a lot of it too is like, who's the athletic director? Who's the president? Like certain personalities mix with one another, but I'm telling you, it's like these, these coaches don't go to these schools based on, Oh, Oh, well it's in the big 10. So I have to get there. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people. I, I, I told Chris Ash not to take the Rutgers job. I told him. Oof. That's a terrible decision. You were not going to win there. You're, you're, you. That was destined for failure. You do what Tom Herman did. Wait and go to Houston, where you know you can win ten games every year. Now he obviously flopped at Texas, but he got paid a lot on the way there. You see my point. Like these, these jobs are very um, pick and choose by the type of personality. I, I don't think there's any question. I think Creighton's better than Iowa and Iowa State as far Creighton as Creighton averages job. more fans per game than Carver Hawkeye Arena even holds. I mean, they, they average like 17 plus thousand a game. Sam says he's a student at Iowa and Carver being on the other side of the river is a factor, but not the main reason students don't turn out for men's game. What is the main reason, Sam? I, I There are a lot of reasons. It I, For me, the main reason would be there's just not, it's just not, for some reason, it's just not fun. I don't know why. It's like a chore. It's like uh, you want to go grocery shopping tonight. Nah, not really. So is the is the reason? So High Rye is watching here on the Channel Seed Studios. It says reseat Carver. Tell the old ladies and their crochet needles are weapons that are no longer allowed in the door. That's a great idea. Is that why the women's games are better? Because like the people who actually have energy can sit closer. It definitely. It definitely plays into it. That's one of the many reasons. Yes. There are just many reasons. And Sam, we just asked him why. What's the main reason? He said, student body doesn't love Fran and games aren't as fun. I think that's very realistic. Yep. When the head coach isn't very likable, it it makes it tough. And look, it's been a long, long marriage here between – Fran and Iowa. He's just, he's been there so long, it's stagnant. And you know there's a ceiling. You know you're you're not getting to the Sweet 16. What he's is, been coaching, he's been a head coach for like 29 years. He's never made the Sweet 16. 
My my least favorite argument that the Iowa fans, the not that the ones who do this is like, oh, it could be worse. We could be the lick lighter years. It's like, bro, that was like, yeah, it was 15 four, years ago. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, and even just- even you know, lick lighter is a is a punchline. He made Sweet Sixteens, not at Iowa, but he's been there. Brandon says Sundays in Iowa City are for nursing hangovers, not going to Carver. <laughs> yeah, the That's Sunday fair. games don't help. I hate the Sunday games. It's miserable. That's fair. The, I, I, the Big Ten Network, like y'all are cashing those checks, but I think the yeah. Big Ten Network has as much to do with the shitty attendance as anything does. If I had to power rank why the atmosphere sucks, it's because the Big Ten has such terrible television times like Sundays at four o'clock in the middle of the NFL playoffs. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Like that's horrible. I, I I thought so many times of like how miserable I would be if I had to cover Iowa. Oh, it's the, the Super Bowls in two hours. Oh, we're tipping off against Northwestern. <laughs> God, I'd probably quit my job. I'd be selling insurance. if I, I think that's why John Miller sold Hawkeye nation and moved down to Oklahoma. <laughs> It's like, God, I do think that. And it's one of those things, like I've said this about the Pac-12 for years. When you take the money from these media entities, you have to take what comes with it because Mm -hmm. they own your ass. And if ESPN wants to put your game at 9 o'clock at night so the rest of the country has something to watch, then you've got to do it and you can't bitch about it. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. And you, you guys make a ton of television money, but they own your ass. And if they want your games on Sundays, your games are going to be on Sundays. There's nothing more to it. If they were to put you at 8 o'clock on a Tuesday night, they own your ass. You got to do it. You can't tell me, oh, it's a better job because we can pay our coaches more because of our TV contract and then bitch about everything else because of the TV contract. Mm -hmm. I'm probably talking over the heads of much of our audience, but I'm telling you, like, this is a real thing. You see these... uh, you see these streaks in the sky? Oh, Jesus. Look at this. It's in California. It's the Associated Press tweeted this out. Now, clarification, we, we believe it's space debris. Here's my thing that pisses me right off, though, Hassel, is I start asking questions, right? Because it's like uh-huh. for... Hundreds of years, we have all these eyewitnesses to weird shit that has happened, not only in the sky, but things that we've seen land, the anal weird, probes. Weird, yeah. weird stuff. Me and Kathy were sitting out here enjoying some iced tea, and here come these aliens sticking these metal probes up our butts. I ask you're, you're getting real question. pushback here, Chris. It's uh, We're being told it's Starlink. I, I understand this. I get it. Don't all you Elon fanboys just back off, okay? I understand that this is space debris. Here's the problem I have, Hassel. When a guy like me asks a few questions, I'm called up I'm told I'm crazy. Well, here's the thing there, pal, is that you start you start talking about oh, oh here we go again, UFOs, mysterious streaks, and then he, okay, here's your answer. It's it's Starlink. And you're like, Well, well I don't know. It, gotta keep didn't asking get questions. an answer. It's star. It's 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 Starlink, right? What, that's what, what is Starlink? It's a bunch of satellites, right? That's what they're telling us, though. That's what they're. Te- that's what they want us to think. I, look, if I looked up in the middle of the night and saw that, y- yeah, I'd be like, "What the hell is this?" But then, <laughs> You're out there in your pool, if I get sleep. a legitimate answer, how do I know it's legitimate? How do I know it's not I the new world I, order? I, I, I the new world. You think? So, does the New World Order live underneath an airport, underground, or are they up in space? They're probably multiple They're places. everywhere? I do believe they're underneath the Denver airport. <laughs> what, what scares you more? Ghosts or aliens? I think I've asked I think you this aliens before. would... I mean, I, I'm not necessarily scared. That's not where this curiosity comes from. Um... I would say aliens scare me more though, because I think that they would, I think that they would land here and be like, these people are fucking idiots and they could just snap their finger and kill us all. 
I think I think we've been living with ghosts our entire existence, and we're doing okay. Do you think other planets have ghosts too? If if there's aliens out there, are there like alien ghosts? That's a really good question. I haven't really thought through that one. Do you think? Uh, could do you believe in God and heaven? I believe yes. There's something yes. So so do the aliens also go to heaven? And will they That's be a, up there with you? I mean, God is the creator of the entire universe. I'm asking so some that, deep questions here. In that sense, then yeah, I think there's aliens up in heaven. <laughs> as long as they've accepted Jesus. I, I think we could maybe uh, remix the, you don't want to go to war with the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, okay, Williams, you, you've already lost this this little topic. Jesus came, Jesus <laughs> came to like Earth. Kennesaw State cross country and softball highlights. That's their hype video. How about the fact that FDU doesn't even have a band? Did you yeah, hear that story that. last night? I did. The Dayton. I, I've band. never heard of a school not having a band, like a Division One school. That's the one thing you can always count on. You know, if you go, when I go to these small schools for a football or basketball game, they might not have a, a huge fan turnout, but man, they're going to have 50 band members just rocking. The bands are the best part of these atmospheres. Yes. By far. That's I why did, I like I, having NFL season tickets for the long time, like I did. Like the atmosphere is so much worse at an NFL game. And it's because we don't have bands. That's the difference. <laughs> Elton is watching. He says that he's been probed by an alien ghost. That's what. That's one hell of a name. He's got Elton Dean Roush. <laughs> that's a hell of a name. I love this, this video that Matt's playing on our YouTube. If you guys are listening on the podcast, you have to go and find this on the YouTube. Matt's playing this Kennesaw State, like... It appears to be a promotional video. It's a hype with video. With this song, and there's like people like golfing. <laughs> there's like a guy tapping in a two-foot putt. <laughs> you got... I, I, I'm I, a you can see, though, now. why I had that song in my yeah, head for like a great four song. straight days. Those southern schools have amazing bands. A lot of them have amazing Oh, bands. their band was probably the best one I've seen. The Kennesaw State Band. They were unbelievable. And it made me really hate Xavier, too. You know, this provocial school just, you know, going head to head with my owls. Did you call it a provocial school? Yeah. I know what it is. I think it's a parochial school. Parochial right? school. Yeah, yeah. The pro- <laughs> provocial that would school. Mean- they'll provoke the ass. <laughs> they'll, they'll provoke you. <laughs> but it really made me hate Xavier. I well, almost I think, stood up on press row to start to do the war chant with them. I love a shout out to the small schools, FDU, Princeton. Love it. How many people go to Fairly Dickinson? I wonder. It's got to be small, I would think. I went there. It's in Teaneck, New Jersey. I called a, a basketball game there about I don't know eight or nine years ago for ESPN. There there weren't more than a hundred people in the stands, and the arena. I mean, there are there are class one A basketball teams that have bigger arenas than FDU does. Wow! It, I got to show you this picture. Somebody tweeted, "FDU's arena." Hang on. Look at that! My God! Look at that! Look at that! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that makes FAU's arena look like it's. That looks like one of those little round, roundhouses in Iowa. You know, those little barn like roundhouse. In the middle of nowhere barns that they keep tearing down. That's incredible. it's amazing that they they don't have they don't even have a band. The Dayton band came and put on FDU shirts because they you didn't have don't a band. want to provoke the owls. <laughs> I love our people who chime in when they watch the show. I'm telling you guys, uh, we're going to sign off here in a minute. I, a lot of, more more of you listen to the podcast. Watching the show back is the best way to experience the show because of Matt's um, production value. It's great. And you get to look at us. Mm-hmm. 
So what do you have this week? Are you you're you're done with games, right? Or do you have those D two games still? No, I I no D two games. I I I got uh, I'm off of those now because I'm going to the final four uh, oh. for HQ Spotlight. Um, but remember, my pregnant sister's coming this week. Yeah, that's why you're not going to Circa with us. Yeah, they don't allow pregnant women at Circa, so I I can't come. What's that? Oh, the baby. God, you scared the hell out of me with that, Matt. Oh, by the way, I told Cammie and Elise that um, we were going to come to Uncle Chris is having a pool pool opening party, and we're going to come <laughs> stay with you for two weeks, both kids. Find a floating turd in the pool. By the way, Van Wink, do you still have the hoof and mouth? It's all gone. It's gone? It's gone. And your fingernails didn't fall and off? They didn't fall off, no. Not yet, they will. Not yet. Give them time. My hands are all chapped, but yeah. Oh yeah, that shit is gonna go. It's gonna seep into your. Your nails hands are chapped right from off. the hoof and mouth. Yeah, kinda. Have your hands gone numb like they did for William? <laughs> no, no. Thank God. Williams is like, yeah, you know, I I liked it when. Is there any way I could just make one of my hands numb? I got softball starting tonight. My team getting what? ready to go. What team? Cammy's team. Oh, for God's sake! I'm Your the head coach. coach. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I, this is a, this is one of the worst days of the year. I actually understand exactly where you're going here. It was such an amazing week. The first weekend of the tournament is my favorite thing. I just sat on my ass, watched every single game. Yeah, and now it's like it's we like, got the it's NFL like draft and baseball to look forward to. Now I, Thursday, Friday are really fun too. I mean, you get four games on Thursday and yeah. Friday night. That, that's that's a lot of fun too. But nothing beats the first weekend of the tournament. But man, I, I am I'm I'm ready for a break from the commercials. You probably didn't experience it like you like I did because you were out of sight. But I, I'm I'm telling you, I watched every single game. I had three TVs going all weekend long. And so I can recite every single commercial. If it's COVID, <laughs> Paxlovid. If you've got COVID and you're a fat ass, you're fucked. Better get Paxlovid or you'll be in the ground. <laughs> if you've got diabetes. Yeah, and I kept seeing the same SEC. Like what? SEC fans, take the shot. I told you about that. What what is the deal with why why was the like it some I guess Pfizer took out an ad that it's was specifically that area the targeted to SEC mm-hmm. fans <laughs> I'm guessing and they were using like f- video from like 15 years ago like they'd show this Tennessee basketball player wearing these super baggy shorts and he's at the free throw lines from like 2005. Do you know what a possession is? Possession is when you have the ball, and when you have the ball, you take a shot. So take the shot, <laughs> SEC fans. I'm guessing that that area of the country's vaccination rates are super yeah, low, and I, they're I, just. <laughs> could you could you imagine like an Auburn fan who's who doesn't want to get the shot, and he's watching that? Com- could could you imagine any of them being like, you know what? That's very persuasive. You know, I'm gonna yeah. go get the shot. Yeah, he's a possession. I've got the ball. I can. You know what? I should take that shot. <laughs> you know, I put it off for three years, but you know what? Now I'm gonna get it <laughs> just because no. of this commercial. You, yeah, right. <laughs> Come on. How many millions of dollars did they spend on that? Oh. Uh. Paxlovid. All right. So I'm figuring out my schedule for the week. We will yeah. let you guys know. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to, you guys are going to Vegas. So are we probably not having a, are we going to have to move around the Thursday show? Yeah, we're going to have to. So give me huh. today. I'll, I'll get that planned. Go live Friday from Vegas. You can join us virtually, Hassel. Man, we'll be live Vegas, at Cirque, baby. On. I don't know. I'll be, I'll have, I'm going to have some FOMO. I'm gonna be here well, tending to my pregnant sister, can you and you're gonna put be out your there pregnant sister on the air. Can we see her belly? <laughs> Get out of here. 
Maybe <clears throat> I'm gonna see if I can work out a licensing deal with Kennesaw State for us to sell their shirts on the Cyclone, not Cyclone Fanatic store, the Iowa Everywhere store. What do you think about that? I think you need to start the uh, with Cyclone Alley. We don't want to. You don't want to go to war with the Cyclones. Mm. Make it a it's thing. Copyright infringement. That that actually sound really good. All right, he's Chris Hassel. He's Matt Van Winkle. My name is Chris Williams. We thank our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. Go get I'm still waiting for that fairway box, by the way. I still don't have my box of meat. Big old plate of meat for the Sweet 16. Give me that up. box of meat. Have a great day. We'll talk to you guys later this week. Iowa everywhere.